Hello and welcome to our next episode of What We Are All About. The idea for this podcast came from going through life and figuring things out step by step. In societies that tell you to grow faster, the question comes up if there can be different approaches to life and its pace. Come along with us. To us, it's the journey that counts the most. Welcome to episode 21 of What We're All About. This is Lynn and... And Steve. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm really good. How are you? Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Oh dear. Um, yeah, how have your weeks been? Honestly, I can't remember right now. <laughs> I feel the same. <laughs> but, I mean, the weather has been so much better. Yeah. The sun has been out and that really changed both of our moods, so... Changed our lives. It did, basically. I feel yeah. like a new person again. And we're also trying to get a bit more regular with the podcast again, so let's see how that goes. Yeah. I feel like I say that in every single episode now. And for some reason, it's always delayed by someone. Yeah. Who's that? <laughs> Take a guess. Who can we blame? <laughs> My brother. Not about blame, is it? Matt. No, 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 definitely not. Oh, Matt. <laughs> You're a guy. Oh, dear. Right, any other thoughts that popped into your head? Maybe this last week, if you feel like you don't remember the last couple of weeks. I mean, I can't remember them. It's just hard to, like, <laughs> sometimes it's hard to recall them because, yeah, things do blend into each other a wee bit at the moment because of the restrictions mm -hmm. and stuff like yeah, that. And for it's sure. all, I feel like it's always so hard to, like, dodge the topic of Corona because it's, yeah, it's pretty much everybody's lives at the moment yeah but i do feel like you know you mentioned the weather's been better so that's definitely brightened people's spirits i've felt totally. i felt much more positive yeah um For which sure. means we've been like i've just had more energy to put into actually I've put more energy into music again recently mm -hmm. which has been really nice and just um really obviously we're back in the flow now at work properly after christmas you know it's now like yeah. pretty much three months into the year so totally um that's to be expected but no it's been it's been really good and just to see the the atmosphere change you know in the streets after like the snow was pretty bad yeah it was a pretty like you know it was a proper winter which was really cool actually yeah everyone was still like in a better mood when the sun was out and there was snow for yeah. sure but yeah just um regarding like the whole you know waiting for news and the restrictions and stuff like that i'm definitely like out of the loop to be honest, at the moment I find it quite overwhelming and I seem to be like when I hear people discussing like maybe like forthcoming news or decisions being made, I do find myself being quite like, I just kind of want to tune out because I find you, you end up feeling a little bit like a tennis ball being hit back and forth between loosening of restrictions and like tightening and yeah, stuff like that. And totally. I find it very hard to keep up with like emotionally as well. So I have actually been kind of intentionally not paying that much attention to it. Yeah. And just waiting for proper changes or updates that will 
really affect our lives in a way you know yeah. can we travel again for sure can we get together with family uh-huh. and stuff like that and yeah. whereas like the minor tweaking that i find just a bit overwhelming you know reading about day after day but we do have to read about yeah. it for the business yeah. of course but for sure but slightly different topic i kind of tuned a bit out of it lately as well but then yeah a friend of mine who i went for a walk with yesterday she told me that the restrictions will be lifted slightly on monday and five people can meet up again and there's outside workouts are allowed again with up to 10 people and i think some shops will open again so yeah that sounded really good so it's actually yeah. quite nice just hearing about it yeah. from other people i guess yeah. yeah yeah it feels like everyone has their moment of being very much you know in touch with the news yeah that we've had our moments where we're waiting for the updates and tuning into like the daily broadcast and then there's been phases where i'm i kind of rely on the information being passed down to me from others like my uh, colleagues at work or you know your friends and stuff like that they really yeah. like yeah we go in phases of wanting to keep personally in touch with the news and be you know yeah sort of connected in that sense but at some point it was just always the same basically so yeah, i exactly. just tuned out of it but yeah. yeah i guess i was just about to say like why do you think we haven't really been so regular with a podcast recording why do you think that is steve well i think i've been quite busy that worked yeah to be for sure um, yeah very busy yeah but yeah. i was also just thinking you know i feel like with the weather and everything like i just was more inspired again just to sit down and have a chat and you know before it was just so much of groundhog day yeah everything the same and you were kind of like yeah making plans but not really making plans at yeah. all i feel like like we always say we just want to have these chats when it feels natural yeah. and good and not just yeah we have to do this now sometimes that can be good of course but yeah yeah no of course it's, it's best to wait until you feel you know authentically like talking so it doesn't mm-hmm. feel too forced as well yeah because, exactly um, you and know, no one likes listening to a forced conversation it's just kinda... giving you that space as well right yeah, to yeah. just tune into yourself yeah exactly going for some more silence i guess that's yeah. why we also uploaded the meditation as the last bonus episode yeah exactly i mean yeah and there was a bit of music making for me involved in that too exactly really exciting if you haven't checked that out yet definitely check it out and it's also on the inside timer app again i'll pop yeah. the link yeah well down done below. That, by the way and cool. <laughs> and then also yeah steve made the music for it again with his project marvin which is really nice so i think you'll upload the just instrumental version soon as well right I will. So the version that's on your meditation mm-hmm. was like the first version I made of it in a way. And it was yep. quite quickly put together and sort of further developed it over the past two weeks and added some more stuff into it that I felt like fleshed out a little bit and turned it into a full song. Yeah, sounds good. Some more, like I've been trying to get more into orchestration as well. So I was using some cellos and stuff like that. Yeah, nice. It's really difficult. And, you know, I don't know any music theory. So mm-hmm. I'm literally trying to just learn by ear as well, watching some tutorials on YouTube, yeah. which is always helpful. But it's like, you know, of course I cannot play the cello. So it's kind of tricky. I need to yeah. reference it consistently to other stuff online. Yeah, for sure. Which I mean, is fun though. But yeah, I'll upload that soon on Spotify. Yeah. It's, it's called something like breathing in or something. So it's, you know, sounds very meditative. Oh, cool. Nice. Um, and I'll upload that along with another quite sparse and ambient track as well so there's two more tracks coming soon amazing so if that's already out when this podcast comes out then i'll definitely pop the links down below so go and check that out maybe also like or follow steve on spotify i guess for now spotify is the place you can find all the current music yeah 
But yeah, so far, just like check out Spotify and liking the songs and following the artists really still supports them. Maybe putting it into a playlist if you maybe have some chilled working playlists or yoga playlists that you're making or whatever. Yeah. I'm sure Steve really appreciates it. I do actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's really cool. <laughs> and then I was also thinking we haven't really spoken about our latest song that we put out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the end of last year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah, it was fun to record. Yeah, it was. It yeah. was a lot of fun to record for sure. So yeah, that's a little song that Steve and I recorded last year. I think it was, was it November? Right before the studios closed? Yeah, it was. It was right before the studios closed. Yeah. Yeah, so... Go and check that one out as well, if you like, because I was just realizing I just talk about your projects all the time. But yeah, yeah, it's also nice to for everyone to check out yeah, our was, project, I guess. I was really proud of you for that because um you put a lot of work into that and I felt like you worked a bit in the lyrics and you were really, really focusing in the studio, which was cool to see. And then, um you know, the feedback you got from friends was really nice. Yeah, very like, nice. Lots of positive feedback. Yeah. So I think that was uh, like a great moment. Yeah, it just really sort of came that. together because like the song idea was like around actually for i think four years or something and then mm. it just felt right to yeah. suddenly go ahead with it which was really nice yeah. and um yeah so we rented just this have we talked about this already i feel like we haven't Nah. But maybe, yeah, so for just 10 euros per hour, you can actually rent these little studio rooms in Berlin, which is really cool because yeah, I yeah. had never been in a studio before because, yeah, I'm not a professional musician, but it was so much fun. And yeah, it's definitely a different workflow if you can go like really focused into that room, not yeah. doing anything else. And yeah, it was a really, really well, cool Well, incentivizes you. It's a bit like... It's a bit like doing sports in a sports environment rather than at home. Yeah. Like there's pros and cons to either, but, yeah. you know, being yeah, in the exactly. correct Sometimes environment. Sometimes it can feel intimate and nice to do it at home. It's but practical. Like, yeah. Yeah. But, but for to really immerse certain, yourself in it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, basically these studios are very bare bones. You get the room and you get the very basic equipment mm -hmm. and you're left to your own devices. So there's no engineer there, of course. Yeah, you're there on exactly. your own. Yeah. So if you don't know anything about recording, it could be quite tricky yeah if i wasn't there with you yeah then it would have but been. if you know even the basics of recording how mm -hmm. to literally plug an interface into your computer how to turn on the monitors how to you know set up an instrument you know really basically yeah you'll find it quite cool because um you really have your freedom and it's, it's really cheap yeah and there's no pressure so yeah. you can write there as well it's such I think a it's fun cool. experience yeah, yeah it's a very sure. nice middle ground that's some, something that we've looked for in the past with our band mm -hmm. but didn't used to exist actually yeah so can highly okay. recommend it yeah it's really inspiring we'll try and pop the link into the, the show notes right yeah because sure. right now i can't remember the name of the studio um i think they're called pirate studios oh, yeah. yeah yeah pirate studios yeah but i'm happy to pop the link in the show notes for sure because yeah if you are interested in anything like that definitely go and do it because yeah we were just even saying for just the writing part of it like it was really yeah supporting us for sure yeah we could always talk a bit about stuff we're reading because you're really excited about your book at the moment oh yeah for and you sure find that i mean you're really engrossed i always think i want to first finish the book before i talk about it but i guess i can already mention it because it's been basically yeah one of my new favorite books It's a really, really good one. It's called Maybe You Should Talk to Someone. And it's basically a therapist talking about being a therapist, but also going to her own therapist. And just like the different stories is really, really interesting. I've marked so many lines and um, pages and stuff that I want to go back to and read it because, yeah, 
I guess we're all going through life sort of always being faced with some challenges again and then to be able to reflect and also yeah to to talk to some people about it even if you're not going to a therapist like you can always speak to people and I think that's really important to be in touch yeah also not just be in touch with your emotions but also verbally being able to say to people how you're actually feeling so that's obviously a main theme of the book I mean I I haven't read even a page so mm-hmm. I'm just assuming that well is the main theme of the book how important it is to like discuss your issues or your problems or however you want to phrase that with with people you know whether it's friends or family or is it actually suggesting that there's maybe a place in everyone's life for professional therapy or does it not really necessarily draw a distinction between no, like just you know no comfortable it just sort of like to... tells you the stories of the people what they come in for for therapy and also her own struggle it sort of begins with her going through a breakup and having anxiety about that and then going to the core of what that actually represents and mm-hmm. things like that so i don't know you just really get to like these different characters you know like the patients and the wow. and her therapist as well it's just i think it's really really well written yeah and nice you can completely see yourself in many of the different stories and sort of connect to that it's not really i think about like so much if you should go to therapy or not like it doesn't really tell you that it just tells you a lot about the work that therapists do and their approach and you know i think it definitely gives you a good understanding of why maybe therapy can be helpful and also um, she's saying a lot some people are over their crisis seemingly enough then it's when therapy usually properly can start Ah, okay because you know? that's when the like the real strengthening of somebody's personality can occur after yeah, they're not as traumatized or dig deeper into yeah exactly what's okay. how you shift and how you can um sustain move forward that and, and really yeah i guess up until that point you're kind of repairing damage i mean that sounds very mechanical but if you're Yeah, are just sort of getting everything all out there without really being able to reflect on it or to take in this perspective that your therapist might have already started to sort of guide you towards. But yeah, how like lots of people then obviously stop therapy because they think, oh, my trauma is okay now. Okay. So it's just really interesting to get a different perspective on Mm. therapy because I don't know that much about it. And there's, of course, so many different approaches to it. But also, yeah, just her life story is really interesting. So I can highly recommend reading that book for yeah, sure. Yeah, I, de- I mean, I would check it out after you're finished. It sounds yeah, like you a, really, it for sure. a really valuable insight into that world. It seems mm-hmm. like a very approachable way as well. Yeah, exactly. Like a good start because I've yes. also never... Well, I've read about real like psychiatric therapy before but that's more from a scientific yeah. point of view and it was not wasn't really like a human no this there was is really a little human element to it yeah. like it was a it was an oliver Sacks book mm. or i've read two of his books which are really fascinating and yeah. um, but it's more about actual disorders yeah. like psychiatric disorders like the really fascinating like really oddball cases yeah but he does talk about how it influenced his philosophy and gen- his approach in general mm-hmm. he didn't really like talk about his personal development and so yeah. I, I never really felt like I got to know him through the books exactly which was yeah. a bit of a shame because I've heard people reporting that he was well he's one of the most influential psychiatrists of all time mm. and he's done I some amazing read those work books actually yeah yeah they're really yeah. cool very interesting but yeah just from from what you've said quite a different approach to that whole topic because I would like to get to know I've always wanted to know how a psychiatrist feels about their job actually yeah and, and how yeah. they see what do, exactly. do they really believe yeah. what they do is valuable and yeah, like and an it's, honest it's insight really into nice it. to get exactly like a look behind the curtain yeah i guess 
it's quite similar to yoga like when people always think you don't have any problems in your life you know and that's not true she's also saying like lots of therapists of course go to therapy just for practice in a sense as well you know yeah. and they have their groups where they discuss their patients and to get different perspectives on how to move on because of course sometimes as a therapist you can still mirror the patient or whatever you know it's like yeah. so many layers to that actually and yeah, yeah it's really approachable the way it's written it's really good and also how she goes through her challenges and then is able to open up to people about that mm -hmm. you know it's just interesting how you often still think you can just work through it yourself and it's just so important to be able to speak it's to a very common thought other people yeah. yeah yeah so what are you reading at the moment well i'm still reading the making of star wars hmm. yeah. um i'm on the second book so i'm reading about the second film the production of the empire strikes back <laughs> but you know as i've mentioned before it's a book that's really about the creation of film as opposed to the book isn't about star wars yeah i mean i've always been quite curious as to how a film on that scale like a huge although they weren't actually technically hollywood productions because they were financed by means other than classical well the second film was financed by george lucas the, the director and producer himself yeah so it's not technically a hollywood film if it was if it's not financed by a hollywood production company all oh, right you know like 20th century fox yeah. or yeah or something like universal so but it's the scale of a of a hollywood film you know it cost 30 million dollars at the time to make Crazy. which is probably the equivalent of like well maybe it's 10 times that price now because of inflation mm -hmm. so it's just i've always been interested in to see or to read about how a film in that scale actually comes to be made because the mind yeah. of people that need to be involved how does one turn a simple idea in their head or you know very random concepts into an actual film that costs millions of dollars totally and just the coordination and the there's the well there's the element of like skill and luck involved you know but usually it's a story of hard work and dedication which is it's always nice to read about it especially if if you yourself are pursuing a career in something creative that's like quite unlikely you know, yeah. or it's difficult to achieve and For sure. you feel like you're not really doing things the typical way like you're mm -hmm. not leading a conventional life it's nice to read about because it is a success story because yeah. the films went on to become like the i don't know some of the biggest grossing films ever so totally but very acclaimed films too so mm -hmm. really works of art so just it, it's also fascinating to read like about the struggles he had or the whole team had actually you know lots of people yeah. involved just how did they navigate the very contentious like troubling agreements with the studios or with uh, the banks trying to get more money but always retaining like artistic credibility but because it was a business too of course yeah so it's just nice to read about it because it's a story of like, ambition but also just of like commitment to a, yeah. to a project because sometimes sure. i i do think that maybe there's not enough genuine authentic passion in you know big business but yeah maybe i don't know if i think that about hollywood itself but you know you end up thinking that independent pursuits or that's where the passion happens but uh -huh. wherever there's big money no that's all yeah, false yeah. or fake or, yeah. or wrong motives but it's not always the case of course yeah. and there's lots of gray zones there so just but reading about it's cool actually like just for a moment tapping into that when you said it's obviously a success story yeah you know it's um interesting because it ties into my note as well because like i had one of the notes actually when are you a professional you know that completely yeah. comes together again i think that we spoke to hannah about yeah. in our last episode episode 20 as well you know just sort of because the films are 
really famous and mm. lots of people know it and they made lots of money yeah then it's a success story and then no you don't think like that you know yeah. it's just like so sort of it comes so natural to us to just say it like that because yeah. that's the easiest way to no absolutely yeah. define it but actually i think anything that you try out in life yeah. is a success even if that means you're you're changing your direction yeah. because you actually realize oh that's not what i feel like you know we were talking yeah, yeah. the other day about finding your purpose or whatever yeah. as well and if you just realize no that's actually not what i want to yeah. do and i changed my course that's just as much as a success story and i know you yeah. i think you agree with that yeah yeah of course um it's just interesting how we still have that in our mind so much as soon as it's famous and yeah yeah makes lots of money then it's a success yeah well i mean it's even more complex because you think you know as you're alluding to here it's you need to really try and decipher who is who has the right to say it is a success mm -hmm. is it the banks is it the producers or the director yeah is it the actors is it maybe the fans because i mean this topic is actually really broached on in the book because mm. basically during the entire making of it George Lucas hired an external director to direct it because he wanted to focus on building the company because yeah. he basically became his own studio company. Yeah, crazy. Called Lucasfilm after his oh, surname. Right. Does that still exist, actually? It does still exist, yeah, okay. but it was just bought over by Disney, which is a whole oh, other right. crazy topic. No way. Very contentious in the Star oh, Wars fan world. Oh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but so he was focusing on developing Lucasfilm in order to basically create a solid enterprise that would continue to fund the film that was currently being made the empire strikes back and future film yeah so but he was directly involved because he was a producer and he was the story writer but throughout the whole thing he felt that it wasn't really a success like he didn't feel like success was happening because all he could see was people were running out of money there was too much compromising yeah like his ideas weren't turning into the reality that he foresaw or wished for uh -huh. the director was under constant pressure and basically everybody involved ended up having quite a miserable time in hindsight they look back at it quite romantically but in the moment it was very punishing everybody yeah. got ill numerous times yeah most of them celebrate the work now but the director still looks back and says i didn't do nearly as good a job as i wanted to do mm, and yeah. george lucas still says there was too much compromising it wasn't like my original vision mm -hmm. so you think who has the right to say it? like the the fans say that is the best Star Wars film ever made. So they mm -hmm. say it was a success. Yeah. And the banks love it as well because it took in, it, yeah. I think it maybe is the highest grossing film of all time. Wow. So they say it's yeah. a success. Yeah, yeah. But the people who actually give birth to the story, yes, they have a different view. Yeah. So who do you listen to? Totally. Which is another thing as well we talked about the other day, that balance between actually enjoying what you do yeah. and putting in hard work. Yeah. I think that's a really important balance to strike because, you know, we were talking about people running around saying, I haven't had a day off mm -hmm. or I haven't had yeah. a holiday in years. And you know those people actually earn good money. Yeah. And then you just kind of... Well, it's choices, isn't it? Then you're doing something wrong. Yeah. Like, you can choose. Exactly. Yeah. You have the freedom to, to steer your life in a different direction. Exactly. Exactly. If you think you're actually being more productive that way, which yeah. I would definitely question, I always say to people, the one thing that I took from uni is basically taking breaks. Mm. That's the best for my productivity. Yeah, looking after your energy and your mental health. And having that freedom, you know, like often people would go to the library like really early in the morning i was one of those people too but then i always knew when i had to take a break or yeah. maybe say in the afternoon like that's enough for now yeah and then i'm fresh for the morning again yeah. you know and some people just stayed there for 10 12 hours like working themselves off and you know then just thinking like because society tells you that 
then yeah. it's like way better but i always got my things done in time you know yeah. and often handed them in earlier so it's just yeah yeah and to think about that balance it's interesting of course lots of the things when they become a commercial success you're like that was amazing like we loved mm. it but then well, it's hard to not you you're now looking through the filter of financial success and absolutely. critical acclaim yeah so for sure you kind of forget the hard parts yeah which is which is natural. of course like, in a way you know that's why you put in the hard work yeah so that's right yeah it's it's definitely like a slippery slope yeah because if you can also afterwards then properly enjoy the success and don't have to with 180 keep going yeah. because you think now you're on that streak yeah such an interesting thing yeah it's it's really interesting to yeah to strike that balance i think is really tough because of course when you're like really into something then you also want to keep going yeah but yeah you know it's it's very interesting trying to think about what is the foundational cause of people adopting this kind of method of work which is often approaching burnout Absolutely. and it's this is also a theme in the book why i already mentioned that but mm. everybody was way overworked there was lots of you know overtime lots of night shifts yeah they were working over christmas and thanksgiving that's a big oh, deal wow. in the states of yeah, course yeah, yeah. like literally people were getting no sleep weeks on end wow and you think if you just read about it or if you hear someone talking about it you think that surely sounds unnecessary but yeah. when you read about the details it does indeed seem to have been necessary given no, the totally. circumstances yeah. and george lucas the writer says that that's he he didn't know how to navigate that because he won he so desired his his ideas to become reality and he knew that the people who were going to go and see the film would really appreciate it yeah. because it was like a fantasy you know yeah. but he said that basically the only way to get a film made is is basically by accepting the current conditions for you know directing and producing in the film world it's yeah. bit, you have to operate by the the rules of the business so. i mean towards that topic i can like even share from my own experience when i just did that film production internship when yeah. i was what 18 or whatever you have so many people to coordinate and you know you hired that gear yeah so i think one the last shooting days we did like a 40 hour day or something yeah. as well and i was like at some point falling asleep on the couch in the other room like yeah. whilst i was shooting and very then, like, typical for the you film know, world I going think. back like exactly that was such a small scale of this tapping yeah. into the film world but yeah it's it's not as easy as like oh let's just take a break because no. like you already got the equipment you're paying basically per yeah. hour for the equipment you need to bring it back all these things that go well, into that's it what he's, that's what he experienced in the making the first one because the first mm -hmm. the first star wars film was his his first foray into big budget movie making yeah and he of course he directed that one too so he felt he was basically the communication between the artistic side of the production, but also the financing. Yeah. And he felt like the budgets and the constraints put on him by 20th Century Fox were kind of too tight and they weren't allowing anybody yeah. any artistic freedom. So he kind yeah. of blamed the studio a lot. Uh, sorry, blamed the production company mm -hmm. a lot yeah. for any problems. So that's why he moved. Like luckily, like everyone took a risk, including Fox, but the, the film earned millions. Yeah. And due to the uh, the contracts that he drew up for the production, he actually got lots of the profits in the first film. Mm. So he reinvested it all, his own money technically, into yeah. the second film. So financed the second film all on his own. Basically gambled all of his money. But um, I guess he idealistically thought that that was going to solve all the problems mm -hmm. because he would be in control of the financing. Yeah, interesting. But then he found out that actually... That was very stressful because yeah. he was gambling with all of his money. Totally. Of course, it sounds yeah, like exactly. simple to us now, but yeah. I, th I reckon he just thought of that as being some sort of utopian business where yeah. now I'm in full control, it's all going to be yeah. you know, glorious, but mm -hmm. it was actually very stressful. Yeah. And then he realized that he still indeed ran into the same problems because yeah, by the course. time the problems 
arose, they were halfway through the film, people commit their lives to making this, so the, the same pressure was there. And then you think that, well, how, it's hard to think, how could we ever avoid this or how could it be done differently? Yeah. Because the whole, I guess the whole business or the whole idea of how one raises money in the first place would have to change. Uh -huh. Because obviously looking in hindsight, you think, why were they so worried about 30 million when the film went on to make billions? Yeah. So... It's a shame like some, some of those billions aren't available in the beginning. Totally. But I guess it's because you never know. Like, yeah. it's a risk for anyone putting money in. So, but maybe people should trust people more. Or is there a way that you could yeah, prove that your tough. idea is going to be successful? Or no is the answer. Yeah, exactly. So how do you ever... Because then we're at the start job topic yeah. again, when it's complete utopia and you don't actually have that tech company yet. Yeah, exactly. That they claim is gonna be amazing well, yeah, and then you know exactly because what does it lead to it leads to lots of people taking advantage of uh -huh. of grants or bursaries yeah. or investment yeah. for ideas they don't really believe in yeah totally so in a way it seems to be quite unavoidable yeah but the whole idea of like strict budgeting can be quite nightmarish for producers yeah. or directors or yeah. anybody creating an idea I guess as soon as you get sponsors in any sort of type of business involved yeah. or investors, yeah. it, you know, then it's a whole different thing. And I guess a different type of stress as well, because you yeah. feel like you have to... Well, it's about making money and yeah, it's not just exactly. about playing around. Yeah, exactly. And then people so might on say the one well, hand, that can definitely lead to lots of stress, potentially yeah. sometimes for some people more productivity. Yeah. But yeah, under such intense stress that you just need to remember, I guess, to yeah. take your breaks in between, even though that might cost you a bit more money. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, despite the horror stories in the book, it makes me really keen to, like, there's definitely a romantic side of this. Oh, like, for you're, sure. But that's, again, like you alluded to before, is because I can now look back, I know what it became. It became an absolute cult favorite. Yeah. It, you know, I love the films, I love the yeah. music. So I look back and think, well, what they made was fantastic. But would I have the same feeling if, if I were reading a, a book about a film that either never got made mm, yeah. or a film I didn't like you know because technically it's the same people might went Absolutely. through similar experiences yeah for sure but it does make me think oh I'd love to be involved in a project yeah. like this that's oh, no, it takes so much commitment I agree. and hard it's fun. work you know even though I wasn't into the plot of the movie that we created when I did that production assistant like internship but still it's a it is a special way of working i think because you are becoming such a tight team you yeah, know like that's what they talk you're about hanging out like every day and i still always think like because that was only a really small scale but i still really enjoyed that yeah it was and it was also of course weird when after two months of really intense work it was all done well, they talk and about then that you too. never yeah. see those people again yeah you they know? talk about that too like george looks at a really great quote he was like everything in film is temporary you know you work hardcore in a movie yeah, for two years exactly and you think that you're sort of like you become brothers and sisters yeah but as soon as you finish the the development people move on to their next job exactly and they yeah. instantly form new relationships totally. and kind of all of this at once so you yeah. need to kind of swap them out mm -hmm. move on like yeah, you just yeah. said which is kind of sad but also That's just reality weird, isn't but it? Yeah. yeah but still it's such a magical feeling too yeah have during the work because you know you're all pulling at this same project yeah it's really like a team you know without teamwork it wouldn't yeah. work maybe you should read these books actually maybe i should yeah. <laughs> but i think then i would just suddenly want to get into film which i you know after that internship kind of decided i wouldn't <laughs> yeah but then you can just like i mean i don't really i mean 
you know, if somebody said, would you like to come and work in the next Star Wars film? I would probably say yes, because oh, definitely. Well, that would be cool, yeah, wouldn't for it? sure, why not? But it's not like this, this inspiring story isn't making me want to refocus my efforts or my life. No, totally. But you no, can but kind of channel this No, but film always fascinated me. I know you, you too. Totally. Completely. But like, at some point that, I mean, I had this as a career choice for a long time true and wanted to make documentaries like traveling the world and the arted channel if you don't know the arted channel i've popped the link in the show it's notes link, as well yeah. it's such a good channel it's like a french and german channel and they have really good stuff and also um nowadays they have lots of english subtitles as well so definitely go and check that cool. out because they've got documentaries are good they have some really great independent films on there so yeah yeah maybe maybe one day now you're really getting me into this again mm-hmm. and I'm like, i can tell <laughs> something's been awakened totally something is brewing a up. burning passion mm-hmm. a long lost i'm dream. just interested in all these creative pursuits you know yeah. it's just really nice yeah cool all right wrapping right. up i think so i was thinking like to keep it short today now i think it was kind of short <laughs> but yeah do you have a record of the week for us again actually because i completely forgot last episode yeah we're back into the jazz oh yeah we You'll are delight to know <laughs> yeah. it's a record called explorations by bill evans that's such a cool title as well yeah it's yeah. a beautiful piano based jazz record yeah it's really nice Good for sundays oh i good for coffees and sundays if you don't know where to eating dinner to get your coffee check out check out jegamars.com for your next dose of coffee delightful delicious coffee with that record would that be something (laughs) yeah that sounds like the perfect sunday oh yes it is definitely is right thank you very much for tuning in everyone and we'll be back in two weeks, I guess. We'll, Sounds good. We'll keep it flowing from now. All right. <laughs> One, two, three.